the Red Debate listeners, and welcome to the latest feature of our podcast, which is the Red Debate Success or Not. Um, I am joined by co-host Tom Bergazi. All right, Mr. Smith, how's it going? Yeah, very well. Yourself? Not too bad. Good stuff. Premier so, League football. Sorry? Missing Premier League football. The international oh, no. stummy in. <laughs> Thank God it's back. Although some of the boys got a nice run out. Trent, obviously, against Switzerland for England. And Big Joe Gomez putting a good performance in the other day. Yeah, Joe Gomez was excellent. I've got uh, before that you and I were on Shakiri watch for uh, Switzerland against Iceland. Rash game oh, to watch. God, but... he was lightning, wasn't he? I'm looking. He looked... to uh, seeing him get some minutes for the Reds. I have to say, he looked excellent. Yeah, he looked very yeah. good. So, new feature. Um, slightly switching it around a little bit. Obviously, you you normally lead the hosting, but essentially what we're going to do is we're going to take a look um, at some former Reds who have often sparked debate between us. And we're going to start with um, a guy who actually almost won the league with, with Liverpool, Albert Riera. Um, initial thoughts? Yeah, Mr. Riera. Um, I mean, well, that 08 09 season is, is perhaps my favourite as a Liverpool fan for, for my own personal reasons, really. I mean, Bert Riera was an important part of that, wasn't he? Yeah, so, so let's put it into context. So, Bert Riera, he, he wasn't around too long, but he was part of Rathman Benitez's um, 08 team. Almost won the league. I think we got 86 points that season. Probably should have won the league, to be fair. Um, That's why it was my favourite. We should, we should have won that league. Like 13-14 yeah. was great, but 08-09, I felt like we should have won the league that year. And he played, um, he played. We had such a good team, didn't we? Such a good team. Yeah, we did. And yeah. he played a big part in it. He played 28 times that season. He netted only three goals. Um, but what we were saying offline is that the reason I think he probably sparks debate is because he often um, went missing in game. Well, he was good, but he wasn't good for very long. I think that's what the point is. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it's always weird when you look at players who've had two spells in the Premier League. Um, if When we signed him, obviously, he came off the back of, as you were saying, a really decent season at Espanyol. Um, but when we signed him, I had in my mind, oh, we're signing Albert Riera, the ex-City player. And he, he, played, he played in that quite amusing sort of pre-City money squad um, with the likes of sort of Darius Vassell, Anton Sobierski, Distan, David James and Stuart Pearce's manager. And I, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't really remember holding him in such high esteem then. Um, and I think if you were to ask Prem fans about Albert Riera, I don't know what they'd say about his Liverpool time. I mean, he gets absorbed a little bit by the rest of the decent players we had in that squad. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think, to, to be honest, I think he's probably quite, quite forgetful. <laughs> um, he was, as you, you're right, he was dwarfed by the likes of Torres and Xabi Alonso, who, for, of the Spanish contingent, he was possibly the worst that we had. Although we did have yeah. some poor Spaniards that came in. <laughs> that we, yeah, we did. We... Um, but I think, so. so if we just put this little feature into a bit, a bit of structure. So we'll have a look at his pre-Liverpool um, career. His post-Liverpool career, um, we'll debate our favourite moments and then we'll put a little um, whether or not we think he was successful or not at the Reds and also see what he's up to now. Yeah? Yeah. I'll tell you what, mate, having done a bit of research for this, he's had a spicy post-Liverpool career, Mr. Era. <laughs> oh, good. good to hear. But, yeah. This will be a good one to start then. So... He started in Spain, as you'd imagine, um, with his hometown, Mallorca. Uh, didn't hang around too long. Swiftly made the move to France. In fact, 
having looked at his career, he's been a real journeyman. He's played in Spain, France, obviously the UK. Uh, he did a decent stint in Greece. He then yeah. went to Turkey. He got sacked from Udinese, really randomly. Um, and then I also read that he turned out for our Masters team quite, quite recently, I think last year. Um, did he? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he officially retired in January, um, having spent two years without a club, so really odd. Um, but he made his name at Espanyol. Do you, do you really remember him at Espanyol? Um, he kind of, well, he, he went on loan to City, so... yeah. He obviously didn't establish himself to start with, but then he, he actually reached the UEFA Cup final and um, lost to Sevilla. But we, we were looking at his, his teammates, weren't we? And he's got some amusing teammates. Yeah, that Espanyol side were quite handy, actually. I, I probably watched that game. That was around the time when I watched basically any football I could get my eyes on. Um, yeah. yeah, that Espanyol team is, is, like, when you think back, you probably wouldn't imagine yourself to be too familiar with it but you look down the list of players that played in that final you know them all it's like so we've got Raul Tamudo prolific scorer back in the day yeah Walter Pandiani again I, I love Pandiani yeah yeah he also was a teammate of the one and only Pochettino who obviously is uh, doing very well as a manager now yeah, Pochettino actually ended up managing that Espanyol team, didn't he? And he had um, he had Phil Coutinho there. Yeah, a little bit. Phil. So he gets to the UEFA Cup final, loses, um, and then on transfer deadline day in 2008, the Reds sign him on a four-year deal for eight million. He takes the number, yeah. at, and he I think he made his lead debut. Against United, I think. He did, he did. He came yeah. on against United. Um, yeah. I remember it quite well, that game, actually. He, but going back to when we signed him, I, I don't really know why, but those, those sort of pictures of the players with the managers from around the Rafa era seem to stick in my mind way more than any of the others. Um, I, can, I can still vividly picture uh, that, that scene with Riera and Rafa. And I don't really remember how I felt at the time. I think I was probably a bit underwhelmed. Well, I, I was actually quite happy with it because he was a proper left mid. Um, so, so let's just talk about him as a player. He sometimes played left back. Um, yeah, he, he did for City he, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, but really he was a tricky winger, wasn't he? He got up and down the wing. He could use both feet, which was nice. Um, and he had a bit of skill to him. And I think at the time it was kind of exactly what we needed. After the Harry Kuehl era of kind of, we didn't really have a winger for a long time. Yeah. He, for me, felt like, although he wasn't the biggest name going, he, he felt like he was kind of the missing piece. Do you know, do you know what, mate? Th thinking about it, two, two thoughts there. One, it's interesting that you mentioned Kuehl, because stylistically, I don't think he was that far removed from Kuehl. He, it, like, Riera wasn't necessarily sort of your most direct winger that's going to burn, burn fullbacks for pace, but he, he was technically good on the ball. As you say, he could go inside-outside. He had a hammer of a left third. Um, yeah. But, but okay. thinking, thinking about that squad, really... We had, I think, Rafa, um, who I absolutely adore still to this day, um, had, at that time, a bit of the similar conundrum that Pochettino's got at Spurs at the moment, whereby he had Torres up top, right? But then how, how do you sign a backup? Because your top-class strikers aren't going to want to come and sit on the bench. We had a set system with one up front and two wide men. So it felt like Rafa was sort of just padding the squad by having his four wingers who could interchange. So he had Kaut, Babel... Benayoun and then added Riera, um, who between the four of them adopted the two wide positions. Um, 
and they all had their own skill sets really it was it was quite nice to see yeah and of of all of them you'd say that Riera was the only real out and out winger of them obviously Babel often played on the left but cut inside a lot um Cout was a converted striker and Yossi could play basically anywhere couldn't he yeah, Yossi was um, y- Yossi was a unique player, really, with his skill set. But but Riera actually um, Riera featured quite heavily for us in the Champions League that season. I mean, that was the season that we went through to the um, uh, to eventually get knocked out by Chelsea in that mad uh, round there. Um, having beaten, did we beat? Did we play Madrid that season? Um, we did, didn't we? We we beat Madrid. Um, yes, we beat Madrid. Yeah. That season, we won one nil away at the Bernabeu, and Riera actually started in that game with the Benayoun header. He ended up coming on for Benayoun in the reverse fixture at, fixture at Anfield. Yeah. Um, so looking at so, so you've you've mentioned already that he had a hammer of a left foot, and he could also shoot with his right. So he only actually scored three goals for us um, in total, did he? Yeah. Well, I think that's league. To be fair, three and right. forty. Um, did he? Which is kind of damning, isn't it? That that is a massive argument against him not being successful. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a strange one because again if you look back at those four wingers we all know Rafa loved his industry um, he, you could see why he loved Cout Benayoun would put a shift in I couldn't really ever decide whether he trusted Riera sort of tactically he, he I mean that said he was did... always a bit strange I thought he, he was a bit of a cowboy in... oh we'll come to that mate <laughs> yeah, he, that, he didn't suit Rafa's mentality that well I don't think but I, I kind of liked him at the time I think I liked Bert Riera as well. I mean, I think we coined Albert Riera, Bert Riera nickname, and it's rubbed onto Bert Moreno for yeah. us. I kind of love Bert, Bert Riera for that, <laughs> if that alone. <laughs> yeah. He had a weird little face as well. Well, big face. He looked a bit like Woody from Toy Story, I thought. <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't the best lad, <laughs> was he? Especially, especially after seeing Harry Kill on the wing for a while. Anyway. Big, strong jawline, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so, let's move on to your favourite Liverpool Bert Riera moment me first or yeah go on I've got a feeling we'll say the same thing here really I'll start overall by reiterating how much I love the 0809 season and I think my fondest memories of Bert Riera are just almost virtue of the fact that he was in that squad there were so many great days um, in as a supporter of that team I'm thinking games like Wigan away Pompey away um, last minute wins against Fulham um, obviously hammering United and Real Madrid in the space of a week and nearly winning the league. I loved that season. Um, but yeah. my, my favourite Bert Riera moment was the the one which has actually been doing the rounds um, now that Alisson's come through to Liverpool. The, do, you, do you remember the Pepe Reina assist? When yeah. he, and he basically just assists it straight through to Riera, who half volleys one into the top corner from 25. That was yards. a cracking goal. First time, wasn't it? Um, half volley from... Uh, I think it was Aston Villa we were playing, was it? Yeah, it was five. We beat Villa five 0 with Gerard Hattrick, and that was a classic like net buster from Riera. He nearly popped the net with it. But... So I'm actually going to opt for a different menu, uh, menu, <laughs> a different goal, but same sort of outcome. It was a long ranger against PSV. Do you remember it in the in the Champs League? I do, mate. Well, away from home, yeah. He, from again, home, net buster, three yeah. one, and he scored an absolute screamer from like 25, 30 yards out. Yeah, we were, we were rubbish that day as well. Yeah, and at that stage, I thought we had a real, you know, big goal scoring winger on our hand on our hands. Uh, yeah, he he. I mean, I don't know. You could argue the current squad lacks a bit of that sort of potency from the edge of the box. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's true. We don't really have anyone who can smash in a long ranger these days. That team had Ryan Babel, uh, obviously Gerard. You don't discount Gerard from those conversations. Babel, yeah. Riera, Gerard, all, all who were dangerous from range. Yeah. yeah do, you, um, do you remember who started in goal for us that day? Oh, what, against PSV? Yeah. <laughs> this will make you laugh. It wasn't someone rogue like Patrice Luzi, was it? It was someone rogue. It wasn't Patrice Luzi. Go on. Cavalieri. <laughs> oh my god! In fact, yeah. I was having a conversation with colleagues today about how bad some of our keepers have been. We've had some really rash keepers. Donny being another. Donny, you got Patrice Luzi, Charles Atanji. Do you remember him? I do. He laughed at the Hillsborough Memorial, didn't he? And got oh sacked. God. Yeah. yeah. What, what an asshole. You got Chris Kirkland and Scott Carson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I loved Kirkland. But... So did I. No, yeah. More, more, more out of hope, but. Yeah, exactly. Both of them, I thought, would go on to be world class, and both didn't. <laughs> yeah, disappointed in old Kirkland and Carson. Back to Riera then. I, I mean, I actually, yeah, that that game against United was memorable for me. Um, we scored, uh, we won two one that home win against United when he came on. Um, yeah, and uh, what a way to introduce yourself to the Liverpool faithful. Yeah, I remember him being really, really good. I remember when he came on, just thinking, "Oh, he's keeping the ball really nicely." It's a strange, it's a strange trait to liking a player. But when you know, when you sign a new player, the very first time you watch them, almost tells you as much as you're ever going to know about them. In 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 a weird way. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember watching him and thinking, "Yeah, he, he he's a proper player." Yeah. So that leads us to 2010. Um, so it was a very short time period. September 2008, he signed. March 2010 comes around and he was suspended for comments made about Benitez, basically not giving him enough game time, which is weird because he made 40 appearances um, over two years. You know, it's not. It, it, yeah, I, I actually, on reflection, I don't really remember. I don't remember it being that sour, but when you read about it, it sounds like it was quite nasty when he left. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so he was transfer listed immediately by Rafa. And um, on the 23rd, he was officially announced that we'd accepted a just a six million pound bid as well really small but we made a loss on him yeah um, we did on CSKA. it was a strange turn of events for riera because after 0809 when obviously we were really good he got into that spain confederations cup team yeah he did yeah in fact and so I, look, looking at his he's had 16 caps which is quite surprising that I mean, that's one of the best generations of international teams yeah. of, of our lifetime certainly that spain squad was incredible yeah yeah, so, but again, it was over a two-year period from 2007 to 2009. So it's a trend that he kind of peaked for two years. And then, um, so he ended up actually not going to CSKA. He, so Olympiacos then put in a bid. And on the 23rd of July, he joined them for 6 million euros. So we made a big loss on him. Um, and at, the time, thought, at the time, those fees are, are like, at the time, those fees are way more significant than now as well. Yeah, yeah, true. Did you did you did you read us? Did you read he had a bust up with Danny Pacheco just before we sold him as well on the training ground? Did he? Yeah, our beloved Danny Pacheco. Our beloved Pacheco. Yeah, dare you touch Danny Pacheco? God, how I love that kid. So to wrap up his Liverpool career, um, success or not for you? Well, I mean. Again, he was part of that 08 or 09 squad, which was great. Um, I didn't realise at the time the significance of the fallout he had with Rafa. S- uh, scorning, scorning Rafa doesn't go down well in my book. Um, but 
before I round up my overall opinion, I'll just say that um, looking back, Bert Riera said, at Liverpool, I learned a lot from one of the best coaches I've had, Rafa Benitez, and the relationship didn't break down. He simply couldn't find space for me in the team anymore. At the end of the 2009-2010 season, I missed out for the squad for the uh, World Cup with Spain, and I felt it was his fault, but I was wrong. With experience, I've learned that the blame is never only with others. You always have to look at yourself in the mirror and think about what you could have done better. And for those words, um, I am going to notch Bert Riera as a Liverpool success. Yeah, that, that's... <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. So that hasn't really swayed my decision because I was also going to opt for success. Um, main reason being, we obviously almost won the league and... Although he wasn't one of the biggest names that we had, he, he did play 28 games and scored three goals. And, you know, he, he almost won our only Premier League. So I'd, if you play 28 games in that team, I think you have to be a success, really. Yeah, He's, he, he contributed. It, I can understand why a lot of fans think he was rubbish. Because it was how, how, he, how he left and he just wasn't there long enough. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it was a strange time with ins and outs as well. I think Rafa was getting frustrated come the, well, I mean, obviously, 09, 09 10. Um, but you had also in that same period as Rieri, you had sort of Robbie Keane coming in and not really working. I think it was a little bit of a transition period from us after 08 and 09 didn't really um, culminate as we'd have hoped or as we thought it may at some point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So life after Liverpool then. So he goes to Olympiacos. Plays for one se- uh, se- season, which is, again, not long, and then opts to move to Galatasaray, where he makes 60 appearances, but again, only scores three goals. I remember uh, seeing on the internet, um, the, yeah, the, the Turkish teams are quite famous for it. There was one for Vassell as well. But you know when they did the player welcomings? I remember the one for Albert Riera being ridiculous from the Galatasaray fans. Yeah, well, it, I mean, he had almost just won the league, so... I guess he was a big name, you know, he was in the Spain squad, so it's a pretty big name for them. And he was a big name, yeah. He was still, you know, a big in his prime, basically, wasn't it? Yeah, it it wasn't really a a fondly remembered time for him. So I don't know if you remember how he actually got on at Galatasaray, but he he actually punched Philippe Mello. Yeah, I saw I, I saw that reading about things. That was when I started to realise he's a bit of a spicy character. Yeah, he's a bit like that. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, <laughs> converted to a left back. Uh, so it wasn't really uh, the best of times for him, and in fact, it ended up with his contract being terminated. I mean, pick your battles, mate. I wouldn't start on Filippo Melo. Danny Pacheco, no, no. no, fair enough. Not Filippo Melo. Filippo <laughs> Melo is like, like some nut from the favelas, basically, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's a hard man. Yeah. <laughs> apologies to any uh, Brazil listeners we have. Um, he then goes to Watford. And Udinese, who he plays for in the same year. Um, so that that was under the sort of Italian Italian yeah. uh, flurry at Watford and then Udinese, really, wasn't it? So was yeah, it. exactly. And amusingly, he was sacked by Udinese for attending a poker tournament rather than playing against Chievo. This is jokes. Yeah, I mean, what a way to go. But that's the kind of character he, he, he became, I guess. Um, and that is one of the reasons why I fondly remember him, because I love it. But he he then kind of that that was almost like the end of his his playing career. He did play for a couple of other clubs back in Spain, um, but like cup, cup, he played for me. He played for Mallorca, and then yeah, back, back to Mallorca where he started. But I think he only made about ten appearances, um, and in fact he suffered disciplinary action again 
uh, while at Mallorca after claiming he wouldn't appear under the club's manager. So Duh. better he error. Just, he just <laughs> lost his way. <laughs> Completely lost his way. Shall um, I tell you in what one regard that he didn't lose his way? Go on. Came second in that poker tournament and won three thousand euros. Well, <laughs> there you go. Talented, talented <laughs> Extremely talented man. Um. So I know you, you've dug up some some interesting stuff, but let's just finish his announcement as a as a player uh so he announced his retirement in january this year and checked out his twitter and he actually has quite a rogue twitter bio again shocking yeah (laughs) i mean it's not rogue isn't shocking but he obviously fondly remembers his time still at liverpool because he's got the liverpool at lfc uh in his twitter bio so check it out give him a yeah he's got about twenty five thousand followers but he's got, I mean, he's got, you know, Mallorca and Bordeaux and Espanol in there as well. But yeah, he, he obviously likes the club still. I, I, I hold him in high regard for that, mate. I, I always love a player who's come to Liverpool and whether they've been a success or not, leaves the club being a fan. It's, yeah. it, it says a lot about the club, but also about the players who can sort of get the fan base behind them. It, it, like, part of the reason these ex-Liverpool players love Liverpool is because they feel loved there. And I'm, I'm pretty pleased that Berriera felt loved in his time. Yeah, I think so. Well, that that season must be, apart from the the UEFA Cup final with Espanyol, that that season must be the highlight of his career. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he he, he said, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So we'll wrap up the feature with some some interesting stories that you found. So gone far away. What 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 anecdotes have you found about him? About Bert Riera, to be honest, mate, it was largely largely the stuff about his um his career there with the. The Udinese thing is absolutely classic. So it turns out that the, the, he missed a game, as you say, uh, when he was a registered player for Udinese, to go and play a poker tournament. Um, they were supposed to be playing against Kievo, but he missed it to go and play a poker tournament in Slovenia. Um, and like I say, he came second, won €3,000. But it turns out that Slovenia then ended up playing more of a part in his later life. So after he, after he, so he went from Udinese to Mallorca when he got sacked at Udinese. Goes to Mallorca, last six games there. I, I can't find what happened to him there, but it's his hometown. I, I, I don't really know. But going back to the Slovenia link, where he darted off to play a poker tournament, he ends up moving to a club called Zavrić um, in Slovenian football, who play in the, the, uh, the sixth highest league there, weirdly. Um, and he was like a player stroke sporting director there. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. Do you know what he's yeah. actually up to these days? No, I can't find out what Berrio is up to, mate. Maybe give him a tweet. Uh, Ta- we'll tag get, him, tag we'll him in this podcast. <laughs> I'll tell you what he has done recently. I, I mentioned it uh, near the beginning, but in November last year, he played for Liverpool in a Masters tournament in Singapore. So he's obviously okay. still in touch with the club, which is good to see. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I don't remember that, but did we, how do we get on? Oh, I don't know, actually, but... Our Masters are quite good, I reckon. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably quite like to see him play for the Masters again. I wonder if he's I'd love good. to watch him. I'd love he's to watch him turn the out. kind of player who, now he's retired, will just do like the, the life of binging. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get really fat and just maybe go off the edge. <laughs> Poker tawnies, whiskey in one hand, cigar in the other. That's it. Oh, imagine <laughs> if he just got himself onto the World Tour. The poker world. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Bert Riera becomes just an international poker superstar. Wearing the 0809 shirt with Riera 11 on the back. <laughs> that would be the one. Um, so there it is. Bert Riera, we've both opted for success. He's got some fond memories. Um, let's hope he plays for Liverpool Masters again.